0: Hello, you're listening to Life in Brown. My name is Motumrayo. Today's episode is with Toluwani Oye-Beso, and she's the creator behind Your Finance Guru Online, and also she works in investment banking by day. So in today's episode, we talk about how she got interested in creating content in personal finance and careers, as well as lifestyle. And we talk about dealing with negative comments online, as well as why she moved from working in Big Four to working in investment banking. And then we get into how she takes care of herself when she's not working, because I know investment banking can mean long hours. So what does she do when she's taking time for herself? Because I think that's really important. And then we wrap up with a little advice where tuliwani shares what she would say to someone graduating this summer. It's June, July period where lots of graduates are leaving university and I thought it would be useful for her to share some advice from what she's learned since leaving, since graduating, and her advice could also work for anybody regardless of whatever career stage you're in. So I hope you enjoy my conversation with Tuluani. Hi Tulu, welcome to my podcast. Hi Taraya, nice to be here. Well, it was good to speak to you. I know you're very busy. You're have your working in investment banking and all of that, so but I wanted to talk to you about your journey in banking as investment banking as well as content creation because you talk about lifestyle, career and personal finance online. Mm-hmm. The first thing I wanted to talk to you about is about how you got interested in money and fin- in personal finance and careers. Like what's your earliest memory of learning anything about money, for example?
1: That's a very good question. I think. Growing up, both of my parents are accountants. My grandparents are an accountant. So I think I was always aware of like accounting, finance, money. And even when I was like at uni, for instance, before my mom would give us pocket money, she would literally be like, budget, what are you going to use the money for? After that, that's how she would allocate our pocket money to us. So I think I've always just, I guess I'll say it's my environment. I grew up business people, accounting, finance, so naturally, I was just always like that, like right from like sixth form. I remember being a treasurer, even in secondary school. When I was a greenhouse captain, I was one like managing the the donations from my parents. I was always very like money oriented. I think specifically careers. I'll say I got into that when I was at uni. So at uni, I went to Loughborough University, and the way the course is sort of structured is that like you have to do a year's placements in your penultimate year of graduating from uni. So in my third year, I did a placement year thankfully i did a placement at gsk glass cosmic client so the pharmacy school company then went on to do a summer internship that same year bank of america so i think that's when i proper got into careers because there were so many questions i had there were so many mistakes i made that looking back it makes me cringe that why the hell did i do that or why did i react to this in this specific way so that's when i proper got into careers and i was like you know what i'm someone that when i'm in my career, I want to thrive. I want to excel. I want to be the best. And I want to be able to share insights insight and advice to people so they can go on to do that. So I would say I got into that in placement. Investment banking, that's even another whole story time of how I got into that. But that was definitely more, I think, final year of uni when I knew that, okay, this is where I need to be to do what I need to do in the future. So in not nutshell, all of them, There were different stages where I got interested in money, careers, and investment banking. In a nutshell,
0: so you mentioned that you worked at GSK. What did you do
1: there? So I did finance as well. So I was in the statutory compliance team, like a tax function in the wider like pharmaceutical company. So even though it was it was more science and healthcare related, I was very much sitting in the finance function. And the reason why I remember applying to GSK was because I think I've just always been someone that was passionate about impact, and I was like healthcare. Where else can you possibly make the greatest impact? So even if I was in the finance team, I knew that me going into work day-to-day would somehow mean that my work would have a trickle down effect on impacting people's lives and healthcare and things like that. So I was, I've always been very like long-term focused, even though I didn't necessarily enjoy my time there due to so many reasons, but I think I liked my wife for going into it. But yes. Yeah, so. What did not you enjoy mm. about going there? <laughs> I think I liked the people um, I, I liked my team. I liked the fact that it taught me a lot of soft skills, especially proactivity, the importance of networking, the importance of fitting into a team. It definitely gave me those soft skills that I needed because I, I joined when I was like 19. So I was very young because I was, I was in my placement. It gave me doors, but it didn't necessarily give me the hard and technical skills, which I also wanted, which is also very crucial for any young person starting in the career. And after that, I just sort of knew that I didn't mm-hmm. want to work in industry, so that's how that ended up changing. But it, w- it was good; it was fun. Was there's a time and season for everything. <laughs>
0: and then, and then you mentioned before that you made like some mistakes in the past. Like, yeah, can you say like what kind of mistakes did you make?
1: I think the first mistake I'll make is I made rather was your manager needs to like you. I don't think people understand that. If you don't get along with your manager, that is a big problem. Or if you don't like them, that is a big problem because they are the gatekeepers of so many doors. They are the ones that you need them to be on your side to say your names and important rooms. You need them to be on your side to position you for certain opportunities. So if you don't get along with your, ma- your manager or if you feel like you, don't, you guys don't really have camaraderie, it's your number one duty to make sure. like You need to make sure you attend to their work language. Something I talk about a lot on my page is that The same way as humans, that we have love languages. People at work have work languages. They like things to be done in a certain way. So you need to understand your manager's work language and make sure you satisfy those. So because it's like saying if you're dating somebody, you'd want to make sure if their love language is act of service, you're doing act of service. So you need to take that same energy into work. So if you feel like your manager doesn't like you, need to resolve it. Find out their work language. Make sure they love you. Even if they don't like you as a person, they need to love you as an employee because they know your value and your skills so looking back I wish that was something that I wasn't I wish I was more like hmm I don't think me because essentially myself and my manager didn't have the best camaraderie I wouldn't say we didn't get along but I just knew that I wasn't really fond of her she probably wasn't fond of me either but I didn't really care I was like what's my business I, I get along with other people, my team I'm not staying here for what I want here but looking back I should have made that my number one priority. And there's so many ways of going about it. Nothing is impossible. But I think that's one mistake I made. Number two mistake I I made was I wasn't as proactive. I think working at GSK was the first time I knew the word proactivity and how to actually be proactive and be visible. Being visible, being seen is so important to the workplace. You could be doing so much work, but if no one knows about it, that's a problem. Or instead of waiting for people to come to you to things, be very forward thinking and, being a solution provider so it gave me those soft skills that I'm so grateful for but yeah so those are the mistakes that I hope nobody makes because I've made them when I'm sharing advice so you don't make
0: yeah that's why I wanted yeah. to ask you because like the mistakes that you made like I can learn from it. So even the things that you said like, like work language uh, love like la- work what I call it work language or work love language I've yes. never heard of it before <laughs> so like you saying this is like help me to even think about that what's does your manager yeah. like what do your team members like so that you're not doing what they do you're doing what they like yes. not what they don't like yeah so like you you had all these experiences even though like these are from like age 18 19 from university so yeah. what made you now say okay i want to create content online on tiktok on your mm-hmm. blog on other social media like what made you say okay let me share my experience on yeah. online with others
1: it's so funny because even when people call you content creator, I don't even see it that way because mm-hmm. I, I it's just all so weird calling myself a content creator. I don't think I'll ever get used to it. That's why I would just say I'm a creator because I just like go with that because it's quite broad. I will never forget this day. I was literally at, we used to live in East London, around and I was just sitting on my bed. I had graduated from uni. It was 2020 at the time. It was summer. and I just said to myself, okay, now that I'm done reading, there's more to me than just going to work. Like I just felt that feeling like I just need to do something extra. I don't know if it's because by nature, I'm very dramatic, I'm very extra. I always just, you know, I like to just do extra things. And I was just like, I feel like there's just more to what I can do. I can leverage on like my skills. I think a lot of, at the time, a lot of people were talking about like side hustle, extra income. And whilst that was important, I also knew that I wanted to just have fun, do something that I enjoy, do something that I said is more impact focused, more like helping people. And going back in time from uni, I've always been someone that I would help people with like, applications, or even if it came to like teaching people like modules. Whether it was people in the year below or people in my year, I was always just a person that people would come to for help, and I just knew that that was my strength. And as I said, because I I had realized my passion for career that people excelling in the workplace and people just being lights in wherever they're called to, I just knew that if I were to speak on anything or do anything, it would be tied to. Carriers, finance or just sharing my journey and one of my amazing amazing friends is one of my best friends she's called Viv she has like a dental page where she was just sharing advice about dentistry how to get into dentistry because of course as we all know medicine or dentistry is very difficult to get into in the UK as well as other countries I believe and I was sort of like hmm, I really like what she's doing like I can do this as well like it seems like something that's within my my comfort zone something that I know I have skills on or knowledge on, and I know people would value what I'm saying because a lot of people were already coming to me for advice and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, why not do this? And I sat on the idea from literally July to December. I literally sat on it for like seven months. I was like, okay, I really like this. How do I position myself? Is this something that I would just start and stop? I don't want to do something that doesn't have longevity. I was like, there's already so many people doing content like this. What will make me different? There was so much thinking, so much praying. There was coming up with a name, which was actually one of my friends that came up with the name. So it was just so, even though it, so, it took me seven months ago from my idea to execution, and I'm so glad I took out that time because it, it made me think of its structure. It made me think of my why. I didn't want to do it because I wanted to be known. I wanted my name to be out there because by nature, I'm not even like that. I'm an introverted extrovert. That's what <laughs> I need to call myself. So I really wanted to hone in on my why. Why am I doing this? And the main reason, as I said, was because I was like, I've made so many mistakes and I want to have a platform where I share my knowledge my information. that so whenever people come on my platform, they're able to be inspired, impacted and influenced to do better things. So that was always my anchor. So that was how it started. It started this, it actually officially started like December 28, 2020. And I was, and it's crazy because when I look back, I would never have thought I would be doing it for two plus years now. And not only just Instagram, but now TikTok, now podcast, now I'm getting invited to speak. It's literally growing. And I'm so glad I started. I always tell people, like, I was so scared. I was like, oh my God, what if I started? People are like insulting me. Like, how does she know? What she say? How many years experience? Who is she? I was so nervous about what people would say. But I was just like, I can't live my life being scared. I just have to wing it. And it's so interesting because that one risk that I made has now made me almost more risk-seeking when it came to starting the tiktok channel i was just scared about it. i've done YG, i've done instagram i know how it works fair enough it's like a higher level of risk but i can do this so that was in a nutshell that's how it started
0: there was something you mentioned about how you saw that there were already lots of people doing like careers content so what made you so because you can easily discourage anybody like oh, i'm not going to yes. do it because there's so many but what made you still say, you know what, my voice, like my ideas are worth sharing. What I have to say is very, yeah. what made you, what made you still push through that
1: noise? Like what helped you? I think I knew my story was different. I knew that I had something unique. For instance, I, I vocally said this, like when I was uni, my two internships, I I didn't convert any. So I went, so I did, I did two internships during my time at uni and went back to final year of uni with no offers and started like applying for grad schemes again. So I knew the things I had gone through in my career journey was unique. It was different. And I was just like, when, so for instance, when I didn't convert my Bank of America to my internship, I remember trying to find people that had gone through the same thing that I could get encouraged from. And I couldn't find that. So I just knew that my story was different. And by nature, I just, I was just like, me, I'm unique. I'm 21 year ones. I have voices like things like work language. I'm just able to put two and two things together and just make it into something. Or even when I created like a Love Island personal finance edition content, I knew I knew I had a unique story, unique ideas. And I just thought to myself, there's nothing in this world that nobody has tried. There's always going to be noise. There's always going to be competitors. If, if anything I even want to do in the future, there's going to be competitors. If I want to release a book on finance, there's already books on finance. So I cannot even let that limit me. And I have to say my friends obviously like encouraged me. Like I prayed about it. I just felt like, you know what, I'm going to do this. I feel led. I feel comfortable and let's do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I tried, so at least I don't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. So th- I think that's how I was able to push through the noise. There would always be noise, but you just have to be—you just have to back yourself in a way. You wouldn't say you don't apply to jobs because there's a hundred applicants. You just have to believe in your story and what what's unique about you that you bring to the table.
0: True, true. And then the other thing I want, so like with your—you have your day job, which I know is very intense, and then you also make. You also create content on the side for your finance career on different platforms. So what would you say is your favorite thing about creating, about being a creator and sharing yeah, your yeah. ideas and sharing your well,
1: story online? I like when people receive the message. I like when I create something. Because a lot of times you create content that you, you feel like ah, people understand what I've said. People will get the gist in the lame-out This one will blow. But when people, you post that, nothing happens. Like, oh, it's like I'm the only one in this realm of thought that thinks this idea would be, would be received well. So I think one thing I really like is when something comes to mind, I execute it well and it's received well. For instance, what? let me use the Love Island contest again because I remember that was one post that literally gave me like 200 followers. Literally. Because I literally just thought about it. I was like, oh, this will be so much fun. Let me just use Love Island as a way to demonstrate personal finance. And the fact that people receive literally took it on board I went oh my god this makes so much sense this is how you link investing to investing in indexes and blah 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 so I really like when people understand my story understand my narrative I, I like that like when when I know that I understand my audience and my audience understands me as well I think that's the greatest thing because winning it creators are not easy you could release so many things but it's not where we see people don't really see people don't know the value of something till they need the value so people would only accept something when they need it now, now, I don't know how to explain it, but when you do something like two years in advance, no one really gets to two years later. So I think when it's well-received, I just it just makes me so happy, like, okay, this is not a waste. Even though I never think it's a waste, because I know that things I put out there, I know it's useful information, and it, it will touch those who it needs to touch. And I think, secondly, I think it's the impact that when people say that they saw my story and it made them, give them certain commercial awareness about a sex fund, they used that in an interview, or when... Let's say I remember when I Chat GPC first came out and I was raving about it. When people said that, oh my God, they knew about ChatGPC through me. Or like when people just learn things through things I share, that is so important because by nature, I just like when people have wisdom, when people have knowledge, when people understand that and are able to use those things in their use those things in their day-to-day. The fact that my platform is an avenue for people to learn, seek knowledge, seek wisdom, and become better. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah, those two things is great.
0: And something you said about, you know, like maybe some you share something and maybe it doesn't. It feels like you're not really getting that much engagement. You never know because some people they like something they will never tell you that they like it. They'll just press exactly. like. They'll not comment. They'll just do that. Exactly. Some people see they like it. They won't even press that like button. So you just never.
1: You just never. Yeah.
0: And then the other side of creating um content online is that of course you can get like backlash. I know I don't have TikTok, but I know TikTok. Can be a bit um, extra, yeah. more extra than Instagram. So, like, you created a video about working hundred hours in a particular week in investment banking. I'm not sure what yeah. I like, from. I know, like, when I saw the videos, like, there are two ways. People might see it as like, okay, you go, girl. <laughs> or else, people be like, hustle yeah, yeah. culture. that just <laughs> so. How did <do, laughs> how did <do, how> <laughs> for you how how do you deal with like have you have you dealt with let's say negative comments on tiktok for example and how and if you have how do you process that
1: i think i would actually attribute this to growing up in nigeria i grew up in nigeria and i because of that i have thick skin by nature before insults get to me it'll take time because growing up in a body skin in nigeria there's nothing they've not called you so i, I have a tough skin by nature so when i saw the comments i was just like this is not getting it to me it can't even get to me because not only am i self-assured in what I'm doing, for for, for instance, a lot of people are like, you're wasting your prime years, you're wasting your youth. Those things, it didn't even get to me at all because I know why I'm here. I know I'm investing in my future. I know I'm sowing the seed and I'm going to reap the, the fruit of my labor in the future. So, so you may look like a waste of prime years, but because I know where I'm going to, go into, this is an investment. So I think being assured in what I'm doing helps me. So when the noise comes and the backlash is just like, you guys are doing your own thing. Maybe you guys are into XXX. That works for you. I'm not following your journey. We're not going to end up in the same way. I'm an investment banker now, but I, I know what I want to do in the future. So being assured in myself helps. Be having thick skin and just not even caring. Like, as Bob Risky says, who insults kill? <laughs> <laughs> who insults kill? And there's nobody they've not insults. If you look, in fact, when I saw the backlash, I realized that, oh my God, I've blown. Because that's when I realized that I've I've, penetrated into certain spheres and into certain areas that I, I wasn't before so for me I was happy I, had, I was so happy I was like it's also where you can you know have your opinion but it, it can't get to me
0: yeah and and I think even though like that week was probably like a lot I know that sometimes because I see on your stories maybe on annual leave so it's not like every week so the thing is maybe one TikTok does not really shape versus entire life so like it's- judging and saying no you're wasting the prime of your life might not be, exactly. unless you d- d- dig deeper and then you know the full exactly. story.
1: People that follow me on Instagram you know where. I share more. Like I have daily stories. I have highlights. It doesn't get. To, maybe in the future. I guess. Maybe if I'm getting backlash from a much wider scale, it can get to me. I'm not going to say that I'm immune to backlash, but as I now, no, I'm not really. Yes.
0: So how do you balance like your? Because before we started recording, you mentioned something about trying to balance everything. So, how, like, what helps you in terms of being able to do your work? You're not your one that pays your bills mainly. And then the, and then the, and then your finance group as well online. How do you balance it?
1: I would say I haven't even found a a way of balancing it yet. I think I'm still learning, I'm still trying to balance my different workloads, especially because. What I do 9 to 5 or 9 to 9, investment market is my main, at least for right now, that's my main objective. I really want to be good at it. I really want to excel in it. I like my job. I like what I do. I know the benefits it gives me, apart from financial, but more, it's it's grown me as an individual, my skills, my competence, character, capacity, et cetera. So that's my number one goal. So I'll never place YFG above that. That may be sad to say now, but YFG for me is... It can only function through my nine to five. That's the output of what I do on a day to day. Without my day to day job, why it would be much harder to, to run. How am I going to share advice about careers, about personal finance, about managing workplace dilemmas when I'm not like that's that's more or less the source, if that makes sense. So my job is my main priority. So I think having that in my head every day, where it's like, in as much as I want to engage, I want to post on my stories, I want to create content. If I'm if I'm not met my deadline at work, I'm not going to prioritize wife over that. Like never. Like my sole objective now, a key a key objective of my life now is to excel at my job and go on to do X So I think that's the way I balance it. Where I'm like, my job is my main priority. When I have free time, when I can make free time, I don't focus on creating. So mm. that on Sundays, I have a six of video I need to sort of edit. I have free time on Sundays. I don't really work on studies. I catch up on stuff. I maybe work later on in the night, but I have some free time. So I mainly create content during the weekend or pockets of space that I find during the week. Even when I post stories, I try not to post my story till like 6 p.m. So until i have done, like finish a lot of my work, and then I have free time. I have a clear head and I can focus on stories. Or even when it comes to like replying DMs, I have like structured times in place because I really want to balance everything and make sure I see that also. I wouldn't say I'm, um, Exceptional yet. I think I can still be better. I think I can still be more visible on YFG. I think sometimes I even think to myself that if I wasn't running YFG, I would even be probably 10 times better at my job because times that I'm investing in YFG, I could be investing in it, like taking a course, upskilling, networking. Do you get what I mean? But I think knowing that this is what I'm meant to do, and I believe God has given me the grace for it, so I, I know I will find a balance. It will take time. I'm not yet there, but putting in place those structures, tracking my time is something I've started doing as well. Like, okay. Today, where did I spend more of my time in and things like that? So but surely will get there, but I don't think I've reached there yet, but I'm getting there. As we've been
0: speaking, one thing that I wanted to, like, check with you was about, you know how, I know you've done, you've worked in, like, finance and other, like, you worked at Deloitte in the past as well, but now yes. you're in investment banking. And mm-hmm. I was listening to um part of, you did a, v- a YouTube video with Beyond Education. Yes, and then you said, there was something about how you mentioned, like, people think maybe you're going into investment bank because of the money. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I wanted to ask you was, like, you did other things and then you went to, so and I you probably had other reasons. So what were, like, your reasons for going in? Yeah. Because for me, maybe I don't know much about investment banking because so I'm yeah. like, if they ask yeah. me, I'll just be like, oh, because I want more money, that's why I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what was, like, your reason behind that? Mm.
1: It's a very good A lot of people ask me that, and a lot of people have talked. This baby, she wasn't earning much at the big four. So she said, Let me leave it elsewhere, let me get more pay. But that was actually the opposite of the case. In fact, when I got my offer, I remember praying to God. I was, because I'm pissing off it. I remember praying to God. I was like, God, I know this job is going to give me, it's going to make me financially stable. But I don't want this to be my reason. So I even had to do an internal check within myself. I'd be like, God, I I, I don't want to take a job for the money. Because I believe that money will come. Through many side hustles, through upscaling, money will come and stuff like that. So I remember when I even got off, I had to check my spirit to be like, wait, till I know you have your why's, but are you, check, check deeper whether you're doing it just for the money. Because I knew by I just doing it for the money, it's not even sustainable. But way back to my why, it's actually interesting because when I was in, let's say, final year of uni, I think I became more purposeful, became more thinking, how do I want my life to look? What do I want my life to look in the next couple of years? What, what will make me feel more fulfilled and things like that? And then I realized that certain individuals like Timmy Masella, Adesua Kumbe Rose, I just really admired what they were doing. So for instance, Timmy Masella, she's someone who is, she's more or less like a nation builder. She deploys capital to transform, develop and emerging markets. Evidence in um, Evercare, which is one of the hospitals that she was obviously critical in building and developing Nigeria to obviously better the healthcare system. So I just really liked what they did. I liked the fact that they were impacted people. They were building nations. They were more or less restoring and rebuilding the walls of nations like Jeremiah and the Bible. And I just loved that. I was like, when I see my life, I would like to look like this. I would like to be someone that was critical in developing nations, developing countries and things like that. And I was like, okay, what do I need to do to get here? Because the best way to know where you need to be is look at where you want to be and walk backwards. So, so I looked at their profiles, I, I listened to their stuff and many their people and I realized that a lot of them started in investment banking. So I was like, hmm, there's a common ground here. There's something investment banking has given these individuals that has allowed them to do what they're doing now. So automatically so I was like, okay, let me look into investment banking. What does this mean? What are the skills that I can get from here? Bear in mind at the time, I was very big on being an accountant, being ACA qualified and I was, Content doing that in a way, but I also felt that it was more to me. There was just that feeling like you're setting a bit. I I think you can do more with your ability and with your skill. So when I realized that investment banking, you know, had it's a very stretching role, you grow character wise in terms of you work under pressure a lot. You mix with different people, so it teaches you different things in terms of skills, knowledge. I, I can't even go into so much details about how it's a training ground, literal training. The person I've become over A year and six months is not who I was before. And I think I even did a TikTok video of how I've changed as a person because of investment banking. So when I realized that this is what this job can offer me in terms of character, competence, capacity, scale, network, ability to work under pressure that other jobs couldn't do. I always tell people five, 10 years, if 10 years in another company is like two years in investment banking and I'm not even joking because it's more or less like a training gun. And I was just like, okay, it started getting me excited. Okay, this is a, division or this is a role that build me as an individual because I I see career as having a career with purpose, and I say to myself, your career should be a place where you can learn and grow and allow you to change the world, allow you to be in life. That's how I see career. I don't see it as getting money. Fair enough, that's a thing, but it's not enough. Like what am I, how am I being built as an individual? How how can I change the world? And when I say change the world, I don't mean globe, but a world, like a pocket of space, a pocket of influence, a territory and I saw that IB could give me that. I, I, it sounds extra, but I just saw that that place that will give me those necessary skills. And people I look up to, my mentors, they all started in IB and they all, they have all done phenomenal things that I want to do. So really, actually, that's what drew me to the role. And of course, the fact that it's obviously very challenging and it's very, it's very stretching, suits my strength, which is analytics, analytical skills, numbers, researching, things like that, all those other things. I would say I just saw that it was the place I needed to be to fulfill what I want to do. And I was just like, let's do this. Mm-hmm. So that's why I left the Big Four. Because the Big Four, is almost like if you're on bus 22 and you want to get to Oxford Central, but you suddenly realize that, okay, you want you now want to go to, let's say, Fitzroy Park. You need to change your bus, right? So I saw it as I was at the Big Four because I had a different end goal. But once my end goal had changed, I was like, I, I need to change buses. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. So I would say the money grades were... And I think investment bankers would say, if you're just in it for the money, it wouldn't motivate you. When you're having 100-hour days, when you're having weekends where you're working, when you are sometimes even lonely because you're just in the office with colleagues and not necessarily tenants or friends, it's not the money. The money would console you, but it wouldn't give you that motivation. You really need to like the job as well as seeing the benefits. Yeah,
0: so what do you do to like, because I know it's stress. you mentioned like long days, so what do you just like, take your... When you're not working, when you're not creating YFG, what yeah. do you do like, take care of yourself?
1: I really like TikTok. I watch TikTok videos. Yeah. Are. People who my for... I need to say, like, 20 TikTok videos a day. TikTok makes me so happy. The best that created TikTok, in fact, is into ministry, because that's ministry. You created a platform where they can make people happy, make people joyful. Then you solve a major a major problem in society because people are happy. Do you get what I mean? So tiktok i really like tiktok um what else do i do that's a good question i'm from what else do i do apart from working i also like watching like movies in a way not nigerian movies from time to time or like malzheimer movies i really like malzheimer movies today so i watch malzheimer movies Um, uh, i read i read but then i read fine books i read so i wouldn't say that like something i do my free time but catching up with friends as well. I love my friends. I'm a girl's girl. I have amazing friends. And at any time I'm reaching on FaceTime with them or when we are just like just stay catching up and it just makes me happy. So I would say I, I don't have that many hobbies, which is sad, which is work in progress. I always tell people that I need hobbies, but I also know that life is a season. That For this season, for some reason, I'm just in craft mode. And when I find pockets of space and I try to enjoy myself, but I still think I enjoy myself. I, I think I'm a happy person. <laughs> I'm quite joyful to be saying. Yes,
0: you are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> yeah. And then the other um uh, bit I want because you you create careers advice, finance, personal finance. A lots of people are graduate. This is like June, July when people are finishing their um degrees and starting their first maybe like their first graduate jobs. And then so I wanted to ask if you had any if you were speaking to someone who's graduating this summer, what would be like your advice
1: to them? Oh, that's a very good graduating this summer and starting a role or just graduating? Yeah, maybe just graduating because not everybody has a job yet. Not yeah, everybody graduating. I will say there's so much more. Like, looking back at uni, the dreams I had at the goals I had, I was dreaming so small. The things you think are so big now, like, try and, try and seek wisdom, try and seek knowledge. I don't know how to explain. Like, there's just so much more to life. And don't limit yourself to what you know from uni. If you feel like at uni you want to be, I don't know, an accountant in this, like, just open up yourself to receive and to just hear different perspectives. Just just open up yourself and you would be shocked as to what new passions and new interests would, would come to you in this next few years of your life. A lot of people I know have changed so much within the first three years of graduating, like, we've all changed, we all have new interests, new goals, and that's because we're open to knowing, open to, becoming in a way. Prioritize your personal finance. Like save, invest. Like don't take those bad money habits that you uni into like your adulthood because you you just can't. Like you know what this just can't like have a high interest savings account. I took about it on my page. Chase is obviously a good one. There's also this new one that starts with K as well that like, my page like improve your improve your personal finance literacy. Cause I feel like I uni your Doing so many things, like focusing on uni, focusing on friends, you don't really have time, but improve your personal finance literacy, improve your skill set. Like, I don't even even if it means like baking, like just have a skill. I don't know how to explain it, but I always tell people, apart from your 9 to 5, just have a skill that you know you're good at, that you can be sought out for. It's just always good to just have a good skill that you can leverage on. But of course, these things take time. It can take you three years after graduating, five years after graduating. Don't put pressure on yourself. Also, don't compare. Like, the risk is not for the sweet. That's something I always tell people. The risk is not for the sweet. Someone may seem like they have it all figured out, and that may be discouraging, but see that as an inspiration. Like, just just don't even compare. Everyone is on a different journey in life, and I believe so much in just, like, when you're doing your thing, investing in yourself, networking, upskilling, like, things will just happen, opportunities will create itself for you. So I'll say the three main things. Prove your personal literacy. Improve your skill set, take courses, just become, don't compare, and just be open to learning, be open to just receiving information and just take risks, like wing it, like just be risky. You're young, you're 21, like life, to me. I'm 24, and I feel like my life has not even started. I always tell people that, oh my God, my life has not even started because I'm, this is still prep. There, there's so much, what's in life, and yeah, the world is your oyster, really. <laughs> Thank you, Tolu. Is there anything else
0: you would like to say that maybe I haven't asked you that you want to share?
1: I'll just say like, thank you for having me for sure. Like, I know like running a podcast is not easy at all. Editing, getting guests, getting ideas. So like, thank you so much for having me. I always, I like when people sort of see my value and invite me. So it, it's to me, even an honor to, you know, to be invited here. So thank you for that. And to everyone listening, uh, my name is Tolu, aka YG Your Finance Group. I'm on all social media platforms. I share my insights and advice across seen and live experiences in careers, personal finance lifestyle. I have a, an e-guide. I have so many more things in the pipeline. So feel free to get in touch at your finance group on all platforms. So happy to be here.
0: Thank you, Tolu. I'll link everything like in episode description when it goes out. So thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed my conversation with Toluani. If you have, please can I ask that you leave a rating or review either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps other people know that they're they're listeners who've enjoyed the podcast. And also, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can write a longer review where you can write what you've enjoyed about the show or you'd like to see more. I would really appreciate it. And it also helps me get feedback from you as well. So thank you so much for listening. And also you can tell a friend about the show as well. It helps the podcast grow and build the audience and just do, do greater things with this show. So thank you so much and speak to you on the
1: next episode. Say bye. Bye. Ma. Mm-hmm. Ma. Mm-hmm. <laughs>